that. Cheers. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> professionalism. The professionalism in this podcast. <sighs> Would you like to burp? You burped about 20 seconds before the pod, before I'd unmuted. I'm surprised you didn't wait. Cough. Yeah. Oh, you don't, don't worry, you'll be farting, burping. You wearing trousers today? Uh, yeah, I've got pajamas on. Oh, that's a surprise. Um, welcome, everybody. It's the 15th of September, 2022. And this is Swapping Joysticks. I'm your host, or one of your hosts, uh, Biggest Benness, a.k.a. Ben Ostwick. Um, and I'm joined, as always, by the one, the only... Well, you can introduce yourself. Who are you? Ed Knights. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Um, but we are back. We did take a, a one-week break after, unfortunately, last week, um, 30 minutes, before, even less than 30 minutes before the podcast was due to be recorded, the Queen, Her Majesty, the Queen Elizabeth II, very rudely decided to die. Um, so we had to cancel it because well, I was, as a person who studied politics, I wanted to be watching you know the TV and seeing everything uh, that was going on being a big old nerd that I was. Um, and Ed was inconsolable. Bless him, he couldn't, uh, could not stop crying. I, I really wasn't. I was intrigued by history, but that's all. Yeah, I'm kind of a bit bored of it all now. <laughs> I, I, the queues in London are ridiculous. Like I was on the train earlier and saw the people queuing all the way along the river and just wild. It's quite a few kilometres. It, it pretty much halfway across London, uh, that queue. And I walk past it every single day on the way to work. And I'm like, well, kind of, you know, I look at that queue and think, oh, I'd quite like to uh, to get in that queue. I bet it'd be fun. Really? Yeah. Doesn't the Britishness come out and just go, oh, I want a queue? No. No? I don't want to, I hate queuing. I don't what? want to stand in a queue. What? I thought you were really British. You love your tea, corgis, you very British, stiff upper lip. You don't show any emotion. You are. I don't know about that. Wow, not in a movie. <laughs> Do you ever cried in a movie? Yeah. Oh, apart from. to be crying in a movie. That's true. Yeah. It, but it was because it was uh, because he hated it so much. <laughs> it no, was it's so bad. Hot, hot men died, so I cried. Wow. Well, that's. Uh... I wanted to make a joke, but I'm definitely not making that joke. Uh, so, yeah, it was... Um, what was it again? Oh, I can't tell, actually. We weren't going to say, because you might not have seen it, and it's a spoiler. But, yeah. Oh, That's the last time sure. we watched The Minions. Um, but anyway... Uh, yeah, yes, this is hot Minions. <laughs> no, I mean, they are <laughs> the perfect shape, and you've seen those pictures. I know. I, I've just been reminded of those pictures. I don't want to think about that. If anybody wants uh, a fun night... Go and type in uh, Dirty Minion pictures in uh, Google. Turn that safe search off and you're in for, a you're in for a treat. Hmm. I could, yeah, there's a five-mile queue to view Queen Elizabeth II. I think they should just drive her past everyone in the queue so they get to see it and bring Elizabeth to the queue. Well, I saw someone, obviously joking, saying that why isn't she doing like five five days at Wembley like you could just fill Wembley Stadium and she could just be in the middle yeah that would make sense and everyone could just collectively mourn her and then leave and then the next batch can come in 
Yeah. Like Michael Jack. Oh, wait, no, he didn't either. No, he didn't last that long either. <laughs> we should just use Wembley as that, yeah. Put people uh, who've passed away in there so we can go and mourn them. Um, anyway. Yeah. So that's on um, podcast. That funeral's on Monday. Oh, and yeah, I'm just... looking forward to a nice long weekend of, uh, of some gaming. Yeah, exactly. It's what she would have wanted. Um, yeah. No, I mean, it, yeah, it's going on. A, it's going on a little bit, but I'm also like, oh god, next summer, or even maybe the summer after. It'll probably be next summer. There's going to be a coronation as well, and I just think it's is it ageist to say like there's not really much point in having a really fancy coronation for somebody who's in their mid seventies. Um. Maybe a bit, but understandably. Also, <laughs> I don't think he's going to be very popular, so I don't no. think it's worth it. Did you see the pen? Oh, when he moved it. Oh no, there was oh, another one. When he was like, "Oh, I've got ink everywhere." Yeah, I felt a bit. So I saw that, and I was like, "He's obviously not had any time whatsoever to grieve, and he's kind of having a bit of a breakdown." So that was at one point I thought, "Oh, I feel a bit sad for him," but then I also think, "Yeah." very i I do not care <laughs> I, do I mean not care. if your mum dies you you kind of everyone deserves a moment for yeah that. i read actually, that much i read today that he was uh he had zero engagements and he's you know a day of reflection they called it good yeah um but yeah there you go um that is that is our five minutes on the queen now let's talk about elden ring no actually um what <laughs> did you see all the memes about the because it's the really old-fashioned kind of processions and people carrying giant swords and staffs and stuff and it was like here's the oh. uh fourth elden ring boss yeah i fought them in elden ring yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah well before we go on to elden ring um we're not talking about elden ring today no has <laughs> no. the dlc been announced yet no and i've had enough of that game for a year you know what when i move i'm really tempted to like just pick that back up a bit. That might be like one of the games you, I go to. I think you should, and I will be around to give you some no, tips. No, no. Okay, now I'm not going to play it. Because it's not that I don't want tips from you, uh, but well, I do not want... I just... Oh, God, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> nothing more. Um, I don't... I don't want to put you through watching me playing Elden Ring. I mean, yes, then I will be in a coffin. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> he dead. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth II. She dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we could just let co op. That is true. Yeah. We're going to have two two PlayStations, two TVs. Oh, the other play that PlayStation's in the other room, though. So that will probably be better if you're in a different room. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, there we go. Um, so, but you have been, to completely, you know, change subject, you've been out and about today because you said you, you saw, well, speaking of seeing the queue, going to see Elizabeth on the train, where were you going on that train? That segue. Um, Beautiful. I went out. <laughs> Ooh, how I was had, that? I had a day out. I actually left, I left the flat. I left this sweaty chair. Um, mm, I and I actually, I went out, which is pretty wild. And um, um, how was the outside? Do you know what? It was cold. It was quite cold today. I'm 
so happy about that. Mm. Like I actually felt a bit cold and shivery and thought, kind of wish I was wearing a jumper. I have not felt like that in months. And it's just the best feeling. Fuck off global warming. I want to feel cold, please. Yeah. I am. Um, I, yeah. A few, quite a few students today were going like, oh, it's cold today. I was like, well, I first I was like, no, it's not. Um, but also I wish, you know, that this is not cold. Oh no, this isn't cold. It's just cold. It was like 16 degrees. Cold like, 16 degrees is summer up north. Yeah. Very true. You do, live, do you know true. how many, do you know how many steps I've done? Three? 11,000. Yeah, 11,000 steps today I've done. Well, imagine how many you would have done had you been in the queue. Probably not much because they weren't moving, really. Exactly. <laughs> about three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but where did you go out and about? So I went to um, a very special event uh, held by Square Enix called Square Enix Plays. Um, basically, this week is... TGS, Tokyo Game Show, um, but no one's allowed in Japan. So rather than going to Tokyo, Square Enix brought Tokyo to London, which was nice. Mm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it was a venue in London that they they decked out to make it look all very kind of Japanesey. Um, there were cherry blossom, fake cherry blossom trees everywhere. Um, there was yeah, because that's spring and it's not spring. Yes. Uh, there was uh, Japanese food, they were playing loads of video game music, and they had loads of different stands to play lots of upcoming Square Enix games, um, which I got to play, which was very, very fun. And you are writing about one, you can say one that you're going to, well, what would you like to advertise one of them that you're going to be writing about um, on Eurogamer tomorrow? Well, I'm, I'm going to be writing a couple of them. Um, so one, well, the, the main sort of reason I wanted to go in the biggest game there, I I think, was the remaster of Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII, um, which I'm going to be writing some impressions up tomorrow. Um, most of the other games that were there actually have a demo that you anyone can go download and, and play. Um, but Crisis Core doesn't, so it was sort of a bit of a one-off to play it, which is, uh, which is great. Mm. So, um, yeah, I won't talk too much now about that, but um, as someone who didn't play the PSP original because I didn't have a PSP, but I love Final Fantasy VII, love all the games. I've never got to play this before. So it was great to finally actually be able to play this game. Um, and the, I will say, um, I mean, I don't therefore know what a lot of the changes to it are with the remaster, but one change that's very obvious is that they've completely changed all the fonts and all the menus. So it's exactly the same as Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm. Um, and the new remake trilogy so they are very much making it consistent with that uh, so it definitely feels like it's a spin-off of a remake even though it's actually an old game from like 10 years ago or however long um, so yeah that's that's a nice thing about it can i ask one question you can feel free to say read my article tomorrow about it okay does it feel similar in quality to seven remake no okay <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. It it's it's somewhere in between. They they have given it a boost, mm -hmm. um, and brought it in line with the newer games, but it still feels like an older game remastered. Okay, I'll say it's a bit like Stranger of Paradise level. No, because that was brand new. Yeah, but it was pretty. You know, how mm. dare you? mediocre. <laughs> 
I saw you attempt to play that. Did you ever finish it? Oh, you did actually, didn't you? Yes, I did finish it. Thank did, you very much. Did you enjoy it? I had a great time until the final bit, which was shit, and I put it on easy. There are so <laughs> many games you hate the final uh, levels Look, on. I have a really bad attention span, and I get really bored by the end. <laughs> but you only, your attention span seems to stop like during the last dungeon or the last yeah. part of it. Because that's when they're like, oh, let's just... That's when bad game design kicks in of what can we do to make this arbitrarily difficult just mm. to piss people off? And then I'm like, no, I'm annoyed now. Mm. Didn't the original Nino Kuni do that? I had a lot of people kind of ditched it before the final dungeon. Oh, I ditched it long before that. Yeah, I no, really I did liked as well. it. I just didn't have time to play it because yeah. it was just in-depth. Oh, sorry. Just say Capsi is furious that we called Stranger Paradise mediocre. I mean, did... I mean, it's kind of mediocre. It's like, it's a really solid, like, 7 out of 10 game. Which means shit. We know that. 7 that out of 10 means mean it's shit. It means that if you're a fan of Final Fantasy, it's worth playing. Mm. You're just not a big enough fan, then. That's your I point. am. I love it. I, I, I bought a CD, the Japanese version of uh, the Final Fantasy 10 CD soundtrack. I am the biggest fan. Shocking. Yeah. Um, Mayno asks, will Final Fantasy VII Remake ever get an Xbox release, do you think? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, why not? No way. Because, uh, I mean, there are some spin-off games that they're putting on Xbox. So, for instance, Crisis Core is going to be on Xbox. Um, but in general, these games, are t and Square Enix overall, really, is so heavily tied to Sony these days and PlayStation. I just don't think that they would ever go to Xbox. Um, it's like there's been talk of an Xbox version of 14 for a very long time. Mm. And I just don't think that's ever going to happen. I know. I really wish they... I would. I want a Final Fantasy XIV um, Switch version. No. That'd be the best. The thing is what, that... So you can play it on 4G when you're out on the go? Well, no, it would have to obviously be that. But I, I, I could even see them doing a... I was thinking this earlier. The fact that you could probably play Final Fantasy XIV offline once they've made it so that the trust system is in, like, all dungeons. You could yeah, it's an MMO. What's the point in that? Maybe you're on the go playing on Switch. Maybe you just don't... You want to play an MMO, but you just don't want to play with people. Or maybe you should sit at home and play it on a PC like a proper nerd. Uh, how was that going for you? Really well. <laughs> when was the last time you played? Are you playing the Square Enix tax? It's like a charity. No. Every year, I give every month, I give them a nice uh, eleven pounds, <laughs> and expect nothing back because I don't play it at the moment. Look, Sunday nights is my fourteen night where I am determined to play it every Sunday night. I just didn't do that last week, but that's because I was playing something else, which we'll talk about. <laughs> anyway, so I play Crisis Core. Um, the other one that I'm going to write about tomorrow is Valkyrie Elysium, which I had incredibly low expectations for because I knew nothing about it, really. Um, it was announced, I think it was the PlayStation State of Play in like March, maybe? Um and I think the Valkyrie series is like a sort of quite old series. I'm presuming turn-based RPGs. Um, this game is an action RPG. Um, it's essentially anime Norse mythology, hence Valkyrie. 
Um, and you are playing as a Valkyrie uh, who's been created by Odin to stop Ragnarok from happening because, of course, but all in sort of anime style. Um, it, literally, I think when it was announced, people thought, what the fuck is this? Um, and I had very low expectations of it, but thought, you know what, I'll give it a go. And this demo today was well over an hour mm. and I really enjoyed it. And I didn't think I would at all. Um so I'm going to be writing that up tomorrow as well. Um, so please, tomorrow, go to Eurogamer and read up those two. It is um, part of the Valkyrie profile uh, genre, uh, Valkyrie profile series. That's the one. Originally out on the PlayStation. It's also on iOS and Android. Then there's Valkyrie prof uh, Profile 2. Then Valkyrie Profile Covenant of the Plume. And then uh, most recently, Valkyrie Anatomia, which was an Android and iOS exclusive uh, that was released in 2019 and then they stopped it a year later. Great. So it's not really... And maybe the first three games did, you know, with a little bit of cult classics, but yeah, this one looks interesting. Yeah. Again, um, not on... Um, it's not coming to Xbox. No. But everything it's, else. Uh, yeah. Well, PlayStation and PC. Why is Valkyrie... Mm. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong thing. I mean, let me check my... Oh, fuck's sake. There we go. They've never released got anything my, on I've Xbox. Lanyard. They've released stuff on DS, iOS, Android, PSP. Nothing on Xbox. Uh, yeah, it's PS4, PS5, and PC. And it's coming out on the 29th of September. So it's not long. <gasps> oh, not wait. Not long to wait. They haven't updated their Valkyrie profile uh, Wikipedia. I could update it with that release date, you know. I'm not going to because I can't be bothered. If you really want to. Yeah. Um, yes, the landlord of knowledge. Um, so, yes, I played some of that. I'm going to write about that tomorrow. But it's it's a 7 out of 10. Like, it's anime Norse mythology story that's a bit... Ugh. But actually, the battle system is really fun and really fluid. And I just really enjoy playing it. 7 out of 10. Capt is going to love it. There you go. <laughs> um, but they had loads of other games there as well. Um, I played a little bit of Harvest Stella, mm. um, which there is also a demo out on the eShop you can play now on Switch. Um, interestingly, you choose your gender at the start and it includes a non-binary option, which is mm. excellent. We'd love to see that. Um, however, the demo that I had access to today is exactly the same as the one that's on the eShop, except for I had a 20-minute uh, timer. So basically there was... <laughs> It was the start of it. There was 20 minutes of story. And then it was like, thanks for playing. And I was like, cool. So I'm probably not going to write anything about that because um, I, I didn't really play any of it. Um, but it... I, I actually think Harvestella looks quite cool. It looks nice on the screen. Um, and I, you know, yes, there was 20 minutes of story. But I like that there is, this is a, a, a farming game with story in it um, that is very... I was going to say Final Fantasy. More than anything, actually, it gave me sort of Bravely Default vibes in that I feel like it's the sort of second-tier Square Enix fantasy game, but they've put loads of farming in it. And I, I don't say that as a bad thing. I just mean as in it's not AAA Final Fantasy, but it's like just a really good solid RPG. That's the impression I get from 20 minutes of story without actually doing any farming. Um, but... There was that. Um, I also played a bit of um, 
Star Ocean, the Divine Force, which is a JRPG. Oh. Um, it looks and plays like a JRPG. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, again, didn't have super high expectations for it. The Star Ocean games have been around for a long time. They sort of mix fantasy and sci-fi together with an anime style. Um, and it sort of felt to me like this one, I think, is the first one in a few years. And it felt to me like this is doing for Star Ocean what Tales of Arise did for the Tales series. In that it's just kind of updating things for a new console and just doing a solid job of being a JRPG um it's a bit cliched there's lots of anime boobs yeah i can just see i'm just looking at screenshots lots of tropey characters and a battle system that's sort of all right it's a bit actiony um you have like stamina that you use for your different moves and you level up your moves and um the combat's quite fun but it just seemed sort of open worldy you've got three characters you can play as it, it really reminded me of Tales of Arise. And again, yeah. it's a solid 7 out of 10 JRPG, kind of what you expect. Yeah, it looks quite generic. Yeah. Is it ugly? Um, no. Like, it was... I mean, it's not, like, super next-gen PS5. Um, But, like, it looks nice enough. I quite like the... The style, I quite like the art style. Did I've just put a picture in the uh, chat? Did is that generally what it looks like? Uh, in cutscenes, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll pass. It's kind of realistic graphics of anime proportions with Tina Turner hair. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I agree with Gemma here. Sometimes that kind of predictable, but solid game is good, but never great. But sometimes it's nice to just play the same game again. Exactly. This is like really familiar JRPG territory. I I literally I didn't write any notes on it because I'm like, it's 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 just what you expect it to be. It's perfectly enjoyable. Could I spend a hundred hours in it? Probably. Actually, no. I'd probably spend ninety and get bored by the end, um, as is typical of me. But yeah. you know, it's it's a fun little JRPG. And, but then like for the like the second well after 30 hours you'll spend 60 hours saying how you don't actually enjoy it but you're still playing yeah. it exactly. and then quit just before the end yeah um i played a little bit of dragon quest treasures which Ooh. is a switch dragon quest game it's like mm. an action rpg again 20 minute timer so i didn't get very far into it it was very twee and childish and oh. quite annoying so oh. not for me i want it um you want it yeah do not you will you will not enjoy it okay promise you promise you um in terms of other games there there was also power wash simulator which we've all played um so i didn't bother playing it but that was there but did you play it on the switch because it's coming out on the switch it is but that was only announced today yes um i actually didn't look at what it was on but according to this it was available on pc and xbox so let's go with that (laughs) Um, there was also Romancing Saga Minstrel Song, which I completely wore past and didn't even notice. Um, so there that was. Um, Near Automata on Switch. There was lots of Near stuff. Um, but I've played it. I was like, I'm sure it won- runs nicely on the Switch. Whatever. Um, and then they also had Life is Strange Arcadia Bay Collection, which is already out, but is coming to Switch later this month. Mm. And again, 
an event like this is not where you want to sit and play um life is strange no life is strange is a great toilet game if you've got it on switch yeah there you go yeah um just throw it down the toilet and flush it wow Um, not a fan (laughs) i just i know i really like true colors i just wasn't a fan of the first one what about tell me why that had lovely representation and a terrible story yeah the ending was i i actually have blocked that out of my memory i remember being like oh i actually like that game and then yeah, no, I just remembered the ending. I also picked the ending that apparently everybody hated. So I ruined it for myself as well. I think I did that as well. And, and I was really dissatisfied with it. Yeah. And then it's like, you're not meant to pick that one. I'm like, well, why is it a fucking option then? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to live in denial um, to make myself yeah. feel better. Sure. Yeah. Great. Great. Um, and then the last game that was there that I also didn't play, but I have reasons for that, is um, the Direfield Chronicle. Ooh. So this is a new sort of tactical strategy RPG, um, but real time rather than turn-based that is coming to PlayStation consoles, Xbox, PC, and Switch. Yeah, why didn't Um, you play this? It is, it's essentially kind of Fire Mm Emblem-y, but real time. Um, I didn't play it because A, a bit like Life is Strange, it's, and actually like a lot of these games, it's not the kind of game that you want to be sat at a convention with headphones playing like you want to really get sucked into that and play it at home and there is a demo for this that is is. already available um which is on all those consoles so i'm quite tempted to actually download the demo and sit and play it at home rather than playing it there so i'm quite tempted to play it also it's out on the 22nd of september although this says 22 th so they've got that wrong um (laughs) but 22nd not 22nd of September oh, um, my students. So it's out it's out very soon so I'm like I'm I'm tempted to just play the demo of that at home so um so that was also there um so yeah and then there was there was a Japanese food stand I had some nice bao buns and some some uh some like sushi wrap things and uh and some prawn tempura um there was some merch on some tables wait um, wasn't the I... merch on the tables that you couldn't buy or something yeah, it was just to show off, like, examples. So you couldn't buy any of the merch. I really, really wanted to steal um, the Red 13 and Kate Sith plushies. Yeah. But but I wasn't allowed to because there was someone there. <laughs> they know what you were. But they were, for people on stream, they were incredibly cute. Yeah. And I really wanted to steal them. I do kind of want to play um, Final Fantasy VII Remake again. Always and, and, and for Yuffie... They had a Yuffie statue. And how much did they tell you how much they're going to sell for? No, nothing had a price on it. No. There's also a Tifa one with some very awkward looking knees. Oh, she's been on her knees. Yeah. <laughs> um, and oh, this was all of them. There was a Zach one as well. Is there a Bigs one? Because I would like a Bigs one for reasons. No. Oh. Um, a life size Bigs thou- one. A thousand piece Final Fantasy jigsaw puzzle. I have a cloud on a motorbike. Which I vetoed. I'd love to have that. The thing is, um, for as long as I've known Ed, he has had a Battersea Dogs and Cats Home jigsaw on his table, unfinished, slightly right. patchy. Literally, as long as I have you know, visited you, you've had... And it's not mine. It's my housemates. I did most of it, which was about a third 
of it being very patchy. He did not touch it for months. It covered dust. And eventually I had a massive clean and I put it all away in a box and it hasn't been touched. And that was about three months ago. Okay, well, we're not having any, no jigsaws. No jigsaws until we're retired. Okay, fine. Um, there was lots of near merch, um, like a vinyl and, uh, and and other bits and pieces, a lovely statue. Speak, speaking of Biggs, who did we find out? We found Biggs was the voice of somebody. Uh, who was Biggs the voice oh, of? Oh, um, Balthea in Final Fantasy Twelve, who's also the hot one. So the voice actor just, you know, has that going. He's in so many. Yeah, that voice actor does so much in uh, video games. He does. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing that they had there was a stand of Japanese snacks um and sweets and basically you were allowed to have three um and then they stamped stamped your thing so i've got three stamps on the bottom here oh. to prove that i've had my three um and then they had they gave you some some extra bits when you when you got them stamped uh which were choices so i have some random japanese sweets please show say. them and i'll explain them to people that are listening on the podcast i'll explain what they look like so I think most people know what Pocky is. Mm, poke. Like a bowl. Pocky. No, Pocky. They're like biscuits. They're like the long, thin ones. Oh, the... And they had these mm. in like loads of different flavors. So these are cookies and cream. Cigar. They look like really long French cigars or cigarettes. But they're, but they're very thin. What are they called? What are those things that they're normally... The ones that I've seen before like that? It's like Mikamo or something like that or... Yes. Well, there's different brands i think but oh. yeah they had these they had lots of different different flavors so i went with cookies and cream of course i hope you're not opening these no 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 you will wait until you're here so you can taste them excellent maybe we should do um, a video for we'll do a mukbang video for the youtube channel we should totally do that <laughs> okay i want to i want to know what these taste like and i want you to know what they taste like so well. subscribe to us on youtube uh, this is where we'll put the video up this there weekend something to do Thank this weekend rather than just lying Mikado says mainline. That's Mika, the, yeah. That's the brand that we tend to get in the UK. But yeah, you get Pocky as well. And then these are a brand called Astor. There were lots of these. Um and I went with the matcha flavoured ones, but again, they had lots of different flavours. These are creamy and intense green tea matched with a crumbly roll. <laughs> that, looks, <laughs> that looks familiar. Oh god, if it's that color, I'd wouldn't. Oh my god, that looks like my nose after when I had uh, COVID. Oh god, that is. <laughs> oh, remember Flubber? Oh. Remember that was such a good movie. Yes. Flubber leaking um, out of a. What are they called? Those round? Yeah, those things that they're inside. That that goo is inside. You have them at Christmas sometimes, or you have them. They they stick them in ice cream sometimes. You know, like the little the wafer roll, the wafer tubes. I mean, that's literally what this is. Yeah. I'm trying to think what the really common one is called. It's like a wafer thin, yeah, they... a wafer round thing, and it's leaking. Ugh. It's a wafer roll. I think it's should call it a wafer yeah, roll. I went, I went with matcha flavor. They also had um, vanilla shake and chocolate. Mm. Oh, you mean like the chocolate cigar thing? Yeah. That's what you're talking chocolate about. Chocolate okay. cigars. This is this is basically those, but they're going to be matcha flavor. I found one that's got chocolate inside, which sounds better. Although I did have that matcha drink uh, while I was waiting for you in Shoreditch, in the most hipster, like oven place. It was like a bakery under an arch with the doors closed, and they had all the open ovens in there, and I was just sweating like you've never 
seen a person sweat? I have no idea. Yeah, it was a place where you were getting your hair cut. And you were like, oh, go there. They do the best uh, bakery things. And I went in. Oh, the Swedish bakery? Yeah, and like I lost about half my body they weight in like, sweat sitting in there. Like, okay, they do like the best cinnamon buns. But it's because it's a literal open bakery that you just go into. So everything's open. That's why it's hot. It's also a, uh, yeah, a sauna as well. But I had a really nice matcha right. drink there. There you go. Um, now, this is all in Japanese, so I yeah. don't know the brand or, or really what these are. But they're basically, they had various like chewy sweets. And I went with the strawberry flavored ones. So I should do like proper YouTuber like this. <laughs> it's, not, it's not lipstick. Nichu. Hmm. Well, we should definitely. They look like. Are they Frutellas? I think so. There's um somewhere there. Oh, wow. It kind of shows what they're going to look like. Oh. Okay. Well, we'll have to try that the weekend. Yeah. So there's this. So uh, they were my three. And then when I got them stamped, um, they were like, oh, you can choose from these other ones. Wow. God, I wish I'd gone. So they had Kit been invited. Kats. And it was either um, green tea or um, or dark chocolate. So I went with green tea. Green tea Kit Kat. Yep. Why would I want chocolate if I'm going and getting Japanese stuff? I mean, I that's true. Weird, I want the weird flavors. Give me the green tea. So we've got that. Okay. And then we have this. Now, there <laughs> were two flavors of this. Is that Doraemon? Maybe. Or similar to anyway. <laughs> um, there were two flavors. There was this one and the other one. The other one was described as spicy, but also I was told apparently tastes like Monster Munch, which I fucking hate. <gasps> so I was like, no. I love a Monster Munch. This one was described as vegetable flavor. <laughs> They're not selling it really, are they? <laughs> so I really want to know what well, I. I think it might be like a crisp. So I, I I don't want to squish it. Do you know what we should do? We should definitely do like a, a video trying those and have some plum sake with it. Absolutely. We're doing a full mukbang. <laughs> mukbang. We're doing it. Um, there's no English on this. So I literally, this could be absolutely anything. It's vegetable flavor. It's a turkey twizzler. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, um, it's a wrapped up turkey twizzler. So then on the way out, I got I was given a goodie bag, Ooh. which is one of these drawstring bags with Square <gasps> Enix on it. Oh my god, that's so cool. I want that. So they're handed. You can have it. No, I don't want it. Um, <laughs> I've just been nice. And then they were like, what what, um, what, t-shirt size? And I was like, oh, I get a t-shirt. Sadly, it's not a cool Final Fantasy one. It's just a t-shirt for the event. Um, and Mr. Milhill was asking, so this is the Square Enix Plays event that I went to today. Oh, that's really cool. I mean, you'd never wear that, I know, but that is really cool. I mean, it's going to be a sleeping t-shirt. Yeah. I like that. Um, it says kick me on the back. You know that, like, yeah. you know that, like, new t-shirt smell when it's just come from a factory and been printed on? Yeah. You can smell disgusting. the uh, sweat of... Absolutely disgusting. Seven-year-olds. <laughs> Lovely. Um, did they have bigger sizes? Oh, they had um, multiple sizes. Hmm. Uh, so, and then also in the bag was this last thing, which is... It's a real a life Nier, Moogle. <laughs> it's a Nia Automata music box. Oh, we've got, have we got which music boxes. Which I haven't boxes. opened yet. I've got, I've got a music box. Do I ever show you my music box? 
get your music box out for the lads. I've got my far changing tides. Only number 39 of 100. So while you're opening that, do you want me to play you some far changing tides? Please. Oh. Oh, there's this. No, no. <laughs> I was looking for that part. Here we go. This one. I can't hear that at all, by the way. Can other people hear it? I think it's the noise gate. I think if you talk, we can hear it. Maybe other people can. Yeah, but this is uh, this is the far changing tides. One, which is a game I actually need to play. I'm going to stream it at some point. They gave me the code. Oh, it sounds loud on stream. Okay. Um, it's very, very loud. But yeah, I've got the... They gave me the code in a little, like, message in a bottle in there. Right. That's going to play in the middle of the night, isn't it? Just shit me up. Yep. <sighs> okay, I've nearly got this open. <laughs> um, haven't I seen that game? I think that game... Somebody was playing... Um, Far changing tides. Um, Erinus has played it. Yeah, I remember watching. I've heard it's really good. In fact, I need to play it because I think that could enter. That could be like top ten of the year. I was actually listening to another There's a game. little card. Oh, but I don't know what that means. Can somebody say? You have now unlocked the curse of Square Enix. Your days right. are numbered. Wow. Excellent. Oh my god! With more plastic. <laughs> wow. Did a whole I did a whole class today on uh, not reusing plastics or it, reusing plastics. Um, oh, so it's kind of like a solid block. Oh. Hmm. Now, what does it sound like? It's near. Is it the whole? What's it called? Uh, that song at the end when they play. Whatever it is. I don't know if you're going to be able to hear this. The weight of the world. Right, ready? Yep. We're ready. Do you not hear it? No, I think you. I think yours definitely is a noise gate. Mm. Ooh, I like this. <laughs> I don't think you have to do that anymore, but it's amusing, so you should do it. <laughs> Oh, well, there we go. Yeah, Ed has to sing it to make it, uh, to make some more music. Sing to, is it still going? Yeah, I is, might have turned it too many times. Aren't the, aren't music boxes meant to turn off when you close them? Well, <laughs> keep, that's going to give. It's not, it's not a box though. That's, it's, that's what I mean, oh, it's solid. It's natural. Oh, oh, that's going to be playing all night then, isn't it? <laughs> Great. Well, we're going to have a nice soundtrack to the rest of the podcast. Can you can you still hear it then? Oh yeah. Oh good. Okay, great. Well, <laughs> just continue. <laughs> just continue as we hear this beautiful music uh, for the rest of the the podcast. <laughs> DMCA. Yeah, the music box uh, industry is going to be furious. Um, I thought it was the device. I thought it was. I misread Bad Boy saying I thought it was the device humming. Saying I thought it was the devil humming. Wow. Just yeah, chuck it out the window. No, no, it'd be nice. Just. As long as it's um, stopped going by the time I've moved in, that's all that matters. That'll be fine. Um, but yeah, music. So you had a good time then? 
I literally can't stop it. You have to just leave it. Put it in the put it in the bathroom. Is it still going? It's still going. <laughs> I can't stop. I, t I must have turned it too many times. Oh no. God, that's all you're going to hear for the rest of your life. So that's Sonic sound. Were the instructions on the card? Probably, but probably in Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> and that was Gen the curse. Genuinely. All the instructions are in Japanese. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> well, you don't need instructions for a music box. You just turn it and it it just... Apparently not. Ah. <sighs> oh, uh, oh, oh. I thought we finished. No, that's... Oh, God, it's nice, it's uh, still going. Yeah, Suffocate it under a pillow. That's <laughs> literally what I'm about to do. <laughs> okay, there it goes. Look at that, he's wearing trousers. Um. Okay, well, oh, so... It stopped. It, it stopped. stopped. We're good. <laughs> so Ed has uh, had a great time then, a DGX. No. <laughs> Square Enix plays. SEP. 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 <laughs> um yeah no it was a, it was a really fun day um yeah i uh i had a lovely time it's just nice to go out of the house and and then play video games all day mm. um but yes it's been fun you needed a day out didn't you i did i um i've been very tired which anyone who watched me play barbara zoo on tuesday on stream will probably recognize Doodle -doodle. what games have you been playing let's go into it my... games we've been playing yeah ed what have you been playing this week we're not doing that um i wasn't going to talk about barbara zoo actually because i sort of blocked that from my memory um however two weeks ago on the podcast you gave me a challenge oh i did which was which was to complete three games now, I have done that challenge because I've completed three games. It's just, that one, it's just that one of those is not the game that you wanted me to complete. One of those, I sat messing on my phone while you started and finished. Oh, no, I was on my Switch, actually. Yeah. Wasn't I? So, so the first one is Final Fantasy XII, which I finally finished. Yeah, and how was it? Having, having played for the last few weeks. Um... Which, um, yeah, I, I really liked. I'm glad that it's over with because I got bored by the end. Um, but it was a fun ending. I barely pressed anything and just let it do its thing. Um, was it my first run? No, no, no. I, I played this years ago on PS2. But you hadn't finished it. To play it again. No, no, I finished it then. Did you? Yeah. You told me you hadn't finished it. No, tell me I that's where I, you're like, this is where I turned it off. No, no. I finished it on PS2 and now I have finished it on PS5. Um, huh. so there we go. I just wanted to experience it again because it was so long ago. Um, so anyway, so that's done. So that was good. Um, the second one that I finished is Cult of the Lamb, mm. which genuinely I think might be one of my favorite games this year. I really, really enjoyed it. I don't think overall it necessarily does anything new. I don't think it's the most original game. I think you can sort of see the parts in it and the inspiration. Um, you know, it is literally Hades meets Animal Crossing. Um, and that's fine because those are great games and put them together and you still have a great game. So I don't think it's it's like the most original, but what it does do, it does really well. It's simple, but effective. Um, I really like the um, sort of dark humor, the macabre style to it. Um, 
and the whole it's not always balanced between the two sides um but i really like what it's doing so um so yeah i've i've really really enjoyed playing cult of the lamb and i would definitely recommend that everybody goes and plays that yeah i should go and finish it at some point i say finish it i've only got one i'm only one boss down but you know what i mean yeah it's not it's not super long either and and it's the sort of thing where you keep playing it you're always achieving something whether it be something for your cult or whether you're doing a run and unlocking something or getting resources like you're always achieving something um so that makes it good fun um the third game that you wanted me to complete mm. which i think i tried and i think i actually will just not bother with um is tales of arise but now why don't on. you just whop it uneasy and actually finish it because i didn't think about changing the difficulty <laughs> i that did not even cross my mind okay okay i might do that fine <laughs> you're um, so close and i can see cat's little little bottom lip quivering when he heard that you weren't gonna finish playing that i know i know i am so i i played this back at like christmas and then the start of the year and haven't played it since maybe march ish and i'm literally at the end of the game i am in the final dungeon halfway through and i was like okay i need to just finish this so i basically just ran past all of the enemies <laughs> and mm. didn't fight anything to get through this dungeon until i got to the final boss um which is, is of course not just the final boss there's like multiple bosses mm. and there's just this annoying thing with this game in particular in that there is a resource called CP, which is something points. I can't remember what it stands. Oh yeah, it's that's so in, long ago. Is it character? No, it's CP's in quite a lot of those kind of games. I don't remember what it stands for. Combat. But basically, points. yeah, maybe it's it's basically used for healing and reviving, and the game is not, or at least those spells. The game is not massively difficult because you can just button mash your way through all the combat. Um, and then you rely on your um, teammates to heal you and to revive you. Um, but the problem is, is that that resource is really limited. And the main way of getting it back is to buy items. Um, cure points. Certain... Oh, there you go. Cure yeah. points. So you use them for curing. Um, and so you have these jellies that you, as an item that gives you that back. And I don't have very many of those. And there aren't very many in this dungeon for me to get. And so I'm now, I basically got to a point in this final boss where I'd done the first couple of waves and then I'd just run out of all of these jellies, couldn't do anything and just basically had no way of, of finishing this without just instantly dying. And the only way of getting more of these jellies is to like exit the dungeon, go and buy some and grind to get some coins and then do it and then do the dungeon again. And I cannot be fucked. <laughs> so I was on the edge of just, deleting it from my hard drive and watching the ending on youtube well you know what you need to do you need to stick on easy and just finish it maybe i will then I you can that this weekend so you decided because you weren't going to finish that one you thought you would cheat and pick a game uh that you can just pretty much finish in about an hour and a half no i did not purposefully do that so oh um, yeah here we I go had some, i had some exciting news this week um which is that i got an xbox series x you, I mean, got is a very general term. Um, 
you are looking after my Xbox Series X before I bring all my other stuff there. So what? One morning we were just Look. chilling. I was like, "Oh, I should bring over." You were like, "Oh, why don't you bring over some so stuff?" You suggested you know. it. Yeah. So I think you suggested like, "I'll oh, bring." You no, know, you know, you said, "Oh, it's okay if you want to like, you know, leave a few things before you know as you are about to move in." And I said, "Yeah, I could." I mean, it's like, "Oh, I don't. I bring over my Xbox Series X because I'm not using it here." And you went, "Yes." <laughs> it was like the weirdest, like, y yes, yes, you must do that. <laughs> well, yeah. So then you brought it over and we plugged it in. And oh. now it's next to my TV in my lounge, which means that it is now officially mine. It's not yours anymore. My favorite thing was we turned it on and obviously there's Game Pass on there, Game Pass Ultimate. And Ed went through it and downloaded. And I am not joking. He must have picked about 25 games to download. And I was like, well, it's a one terabyte hard drive and you've downloaded... Well, I actually forced you to delete... Um, well, you downloaded about five or six hundred plus hour RPGs that you weren't ever going to play. So I was like, now, are you really going to play this? And you're like, maybe. Yes. <laughs> so I had to uh, force you to delete things. I was like, no, you're not going to be playing Final Fantasy VIII on this. Not... You downloaded that wasn't an option. You downloaded Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII and Final Fantasy IX, didn't you? No, I did not. You I've downloaded done that on my own PlayStation. Thank you very much. You definitely I downloaded, downloaded some Final, Final Fantasy thirteen two, which I've never got around to playing. And you downloaded Final Fan. You downloaded another couple of Final Fantasy games. No, I downloaded Dragon Quest. Okay, the number of games you Do downloaded. Do not get your JRPGs mixed up. Thank you very much. You downloaded about six JRPGs. Fine, um, and look, I filled it. But if I if they're not there. I'll forget about them and I won't play them. Well, you can only play one at a time. Well, whatever. Anyway, it, on my Xbox, I put my games and I'm very much looking forward to playing through them. Um, Have you played however, it since? Although you did use it for a for an article, didn't you? I did. I had to work out how to take a screenshot on an Xbox, which took me far too long. And it and when he says had to work out how to take a screenshot on an Xbox, he stood in front of the TV with his phone and took a photo of that. That doesn't count, Ed. No. Thank you very much. I mean, look, this <laughs> is, is news. Ed, your pajamas are on Eurogamer from you trying to take a screenshot. And that's, and that's absolutely fine. Um, no, th there's news that Deathloop is coming to Xbox Game Pass. And uh, yesterday or the day before, it appeared on the Xbox dashboard as a little thing saying that you could pre-order it. So I was like, great, this is news. Um, the thing is, I worked out how to take a screenshot with an Xbox, but it won't let you on the dashboard. You can't take screenshots of that. You can only take screenshots of games. And that's why I was like, well, I need pr a picture of this for proof. So I got my phone out and I took a picture of my TV screen. That is very reflective. and means that you can now see my pajamas. Well, at least you're wearing pajamas. And as May 9 said, and as I said to you as well, why don't you just plug in your HDMI capture card and then do that? Because I realised I could have done that, but that would have mean unplugging the Xbox, moving it in here, plugging it in, setting it up. No. News moves quickly. You've got to get it out there. He's a journalist. That was not worth it, that was not worth it for one picture. He's a journalist, but only if it requires little effort. <laughs> exactly. The amount of effort it took him to get out of the house today, honestly. You had to tempt him there with free Japanese stuff and Final Fantasy. And it worked. Um, <laughs> anyway, I did play through in its entirety a game on Game Pass on Xbox. 
which is called Donut County. Um, it's this very silly but cute indie game. Um, it's by Ben Esposito, who has since made um, Neon White, which is that first-person speedrunning card game thing um, on the Switch. Um, and this is the game he did beforehand. It's very silly. It's basically a sort of game within a game where you're playing as a raccoon. Also, Edith this... Finch. Oh, did he do that? Yeah. Uh, he's Great the... Well, Edith Finch design. He was a design consultant. Oh, okay. So it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It created by was Neon White Donut County and Tattletail. There you go. Um, it is indeed Annapurna. Hmm. Um, and yeah, you're playing as like a raccoon that's playing a game, and um, the game is to suck the world into a hole. And uh, the, the, the hole ultimate gets... bottom game, honestly. Exactly. <laughs> and the uh, the hole gets bigger the more you suck in. Um, so you have these levels with all this sort of detritus and random stuff and you have to start off with the small things that will fit in the hole and then it gets bigger so that you can work your way up to suck everything in until you've basically sucked up the entire level. Um, but then there are sort of puzzles involved as well. You get a catapult that you can throw stuff back up and um, and things like that. So there's sort of puzzle solving to it as well. But it's literally about an hour and a half and um, it's very silly but and and very short and very quick, but really fun. Uh, yeah, genuinely funny. Um, and all you have to do is just move a hole around and just suck things up. It's just it's really fun. So I, I would, I'm judging by chat, it seems like a lot of people have played this and know about it. But if you haven't played it, honestly, it's on Game Pass. It will take you an hour and a half to play through in an afternoon or a morning, and it's really fun. Yeah, I was watching you, but I think I was playing Splatoon maybe at the same time or something. Um, and I intentionally did not look at the screen much because I'm like, I, I do want to play this at some point. And I feel like that's going to be a perfect game. You know, if I ever do a 12 or even a 24 hour stream again or whatever, that's like a, just a perfect game to play in its entirety for like an hour and a half. Yeah, it would be a fun little stream game that people can watch and mm. just chill out to for an hour and a half. Exactly. And yep, the more things you put in your hole, the bigger it gets. Exactly. <laughs> so uh. that was game number three. So I have completed three games. Brilliant. Um, I have also started Horizon, but we'll mm. talk about that in a couple of weeks. Nice. Maybe I should play a bit then as well, so we can both talk about it. I was listening to you another. I was listening to another podcast, uh, another gaming podcast, not LGBT though, so it wasn't as good. Um, and they're doing like a year in review so far, and I was like, that sounds like a cool idea. Talking maybe in a couple of weeks or something, we or even in a week, we could talk about some of the biggest games that have come out so far because we're about to get a huge, you know, all the big later like later in the year uh like we've got sonic we've got god of war coming out it's already halfway through september i think we're a bit late for that but we do have but this is the time of year when some of the big heavy hitters come out well we've got god of war pokemon you've got loads left to come <laughs> exactly so that is why we maybe could have a look at uh suggest so talking about some of the games that you know we don't want to forget about by the time we get to the end of the year okay elden ring came out this year Indeed. So did Horizon. Indeed. So did Hitman, um, didn't Hitman 3 come out this year? No, that was last year, I think. Was it? Yeah. Yes. No, it was... Yeah. What was, There was something that came out this year in January, and I couldn't believe it actually came out this year. Right at the beginning of the year, what was it? Well, you can... 
you can suggest. Well, we'll we'll talk about it another time then. Um, ben, what have you been playing the last week? I have been playing. Um, oh, can I? I'm, I'm annoyed. I can't find that game. But yeah. Uh, uh, Come po- on, Ben. This is a podcast. I'm meant to talk, not research. Pokemon Legends. Oh, Arceus. Yeah. Yeah, Arceus. That came out this year. This year. Who'd have thunk it? Um, yeah. Yeah. But this year, uh, this <laughs> this year, this week, I've been playing an incredible game called Disney. And Disney Dreamlight, Dreamlight Valley. Valley. There we go, yeah. Okay. I thought you were just pausing for dramatic effect, but you had actually forgotten the name. Yeah, I mean, it's not a very easy to remember name. But yeah, Disney Dreamlight Stardew Valley, and it is a um like a really good game, actually. It's way better than I was expecting. So it's a... Well, at the moment, it's not free to play, but it's in kind of early access, but it's very polished for an early access game, and I don't know how much more... Well, I think they're just going to add new realms and new characters as the game progresses. But it comes out uh, next year, free to play. But now if you've pre-ordered it, or if you're playing on Game Pass like me, uh, you can have full access to uh, to what they've got. It is a kind of a third person, you know, free camera, 3D uh, version of pretty much i mean it's like stardew valley crossed with animal crossing it's like animal crossing because you have your villagers but you can specify which ones you have um you get given specific tasks by them but like generally you start off you've got a town you've got to make the town nice uh and presentable and then you go off to these different realms uh to help a disney character from whatever realm they're in usually a very small area um that you help them in and you bring them back, and then they go and live in your Dreamlight Valley. And the best thing about this is they give you loads of quests. So there's actually like a story progression with them. Uh, nice. They have different levels. You have friendship levels with them. And as you level up your friendship, you're unlocking random things uh, in there. And you've obviously got your own house that you can expand and decorate, just like in Animal Crossing. Um, but it's just... I was playing it for six plus hours, I think it was. And yeah, more than that, actually, maybe six or you know, seven or eight. But I just had so much to do. Like I didn't run out of anything to do. And because it's early access and there is no free to play, like there's no um, uh, microtransactions in there at the moment, which is why I thought it was a bit strange that some places have reviewed this before they've added the free to play stuff. Um which I thought was a bit strange because, you know, it depends how heavy they go on the microtransactions and what they lock away behind. It's um, a popular game. It's got Disney in it. It's SEO. People want the coverage. That's true. I mean, first impressions or, you know, early impressions might have been a better one than actually like scoring reviews. But yeah, they want the clicks. Um, but yeah, it's a, it looks br- brilliant. Um, I haven't encountered any bugs, but I've heard that there are some, including some game-breaking bugs, the uh, way you can't really continue with certain quests because they've asked you to do something or whatever and that thing's not available or it's you know it's hidden behind something um but it's yeah it's huge like i've played yeah six or seven hours i've just unlocked a new area so you've got your main like the central hub area the the town square with the you know there's a few uh, houses there including your own and it's very like pretty meadow um and then there's these certain areas you can actually see on the map. There's like the frosty kind of wilderness in the snow. There's a beach area, which is the one I've just unlocked. 
there's a bit to the west, which I think is, I think it's the desert, like a desert area. And then there's some kind of, you know, creepy looking, uh, like volcanic area, I believe, if, if I remember rightly, uh, to the northwest. So these are all kind of locked behind, you know, eventually you'll grind there and get there. But at the moment it's locked away. Um, but yeah, it's, there's just so much to do. I've just met Ursula from uh, Little Mermaid. She's in a little cave. I've uh, been, you know, tasked with her to help her. It's just, yeah, all your Disney characters are there. You can chat with them, do tasks for them, grow friendships with them. And yeah, I've had an absolute blast playing it. And Scrooge McDuck is playing Tom Nook, right? Scrooge McDuck is 100% Tom Nook. That's right. Yeah. Because he wants that money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And... And it's really nice, like some of the items in the shop, you're buying them and then you can obviously put them in your own house. But there's some actually really nice looking items. It's not just boring kind of, here is a blue stool and here is a red stool. There's some very fancy things. Well, they're themed around the different films, right? Um, yes. So I've been to the Wally realm. That was the first one I went Wally. to. Wally. 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 That's how he pronounced See? it. Exactly. So that's his name. Wow, Wally. I think you should be respectful for his pronunciation, Ben. Do you play football? No, wall. I play football. Do you hang things up on the wall? On the wall. If he wants to be known as Wally, I will say Wally. He just can't pronounce his own name. Benjamin. Edward. Well, we go to the Wally area. Um, I got. He was the first one I went to. And then the second one I went to was the Ratatouille place. Because I was like, because you bring him... Paris. <laughs> yeah. No, the Ratatouille realm. It was just a kitchen. That's like the one, if there is a downside to it, like, well, yeah, the only criticism I'd have is like the realms that you go to are tiny, um, which obviously, you know, they can't have these great, big, huge open worlds in every single realm. But it is a very, very small um, area. To go into these worlds, into this movie's realm, it is very, very small, but... Um, it's 100% packed with what you'd expect from it. You know, it's 100% on brand. <clears throat> so yeah, I went there, made some recipes with the Ratatouille mouse, Mr. Ratatouille. Um, and yeah, invited him back. And through that, I unlocked, like one of the missions was to unlock the restaurant that's on my, uh, that's on my, I want to say island, in my valley, my dreamlike valley. Uh, so I unlocked that. But also, yeah, every character has their own house that's very unique. So the Ratatouille one is this beautiful, giant French mansion. The Wally one is like, a, yeah, as John said, people apparently don't like it because it's a very ugly kind of metal trailer. Um, and the third one, I haven't, I don't actually know what the third one is. It's somewhere in the sea. I don't think it's Little Mermaid. I'm, we will see what that one is. Uh, but the area where you go, so you go into the... Um, like the Disney castle and inside there, they've got all the, all the different uh, doors for different realms. And there are loads. I th don't know how many they've got like that you can unlock here. Cause you have to get a certain number of points, a bit like nook miles uh, or the nook mile points. You're getting animal crossing. You get them for pretty much doing the same thing. Uh, you can use those to unlock doors, um, but it does cost quite a lot. So you can't, you know, you have to grind for a fair bit to get those. But there's quite a few I think you can unlock from the start, but there seems to be room for many, many more. 
um and i'm yeah intrigued to see what they what they do i need to give it a go i played through the well not played through i used the character creator because they released that a couple of weeks ago um so you could basically play around with the character creator oh the, yeah your characters and, are hot well sure um <laughs> that's not what i was going for oh. but okay um my feeling from it is that it seemed like it was a very diverse character creator and i don't want to speak for other people in any way um that's kind of the feeling that i got from it um it seemed like there are lots of different options um lots of great sort of um uh, lots of choices for skin color um lots of choices for hairstyles body types um nothing is gender locked so i basically made myself a sort of bearded witch um which was interesting um and there's also an option for a hijab which is amazing because there yeah. actually aren't very many games where you can wear a hijab and you can in this um so just from my white male perspective um it seemed to be quite diverse but from what i've seen online there are a lot of people saying that they're really pleased with their characters that they've been able to create some really as you say hot um and authentic representative um twinks you very, can only make twinks very, unfortunately i mean it's a very disneyfied way of making people um but it does seem to be a nice diverse mix and people from what i can tell seem to be happy which is also quite topical in the news after the little mermaid and everything else mm. so disney is for everyone and it feels like this game is following that i read the yeah the only thing i heard sorry i was looking at a video which i'll tell you in a second so you might have already said this but yeah the body sizes apparently weren't like the biggest body size is not big yeah yeah um by the way just before we um to move on i think you should check out the my stream chat in discord there's a video there that you will find rather amazing oh, no. no not in that way don't worry <laughs> you don't trust me when i say this is going to be great oh it's a cat pouring at us yeah we're getting poured by a cat uh gemma's looking Aww. after a tiny little kitten that is pouring at I'd our like faces i'd like to know the name of this cat please yeah is this the cat that you thought was a lady cat and is actually a boy cat of course it's the boy cat that likes us of course yeah <laughs> yeah money says the biggest cute. body size is not big at all yeah mine is definitely oh. a true representation of myself and my uh, my character you're not a twink ben <laughs> how dare you ah uh, um, but before we go on, we should talk about what other people have been playing. We should. I'm, I'm trying to think if there's any other game I've been playing. I mean, there is. We've just both started Splatoon 3, but we'll talk about that probably more next week. Um, yes. And but... we're going to play some of that uh, tonight as well. Yes. So... We will be playing. And if anybody's got Splatoon 3, feel free to like you know drop in on our games because we're just going to play a bunch of uh, multiplayer. Indeed. Um, so basically last week we got everyone to, to answer, uh, what they've been playing. So we've still got loads from last week to go through. Um, lots of people playing this balloons TD, which I still haven't, uh, looked into, which Gemma was playing. Um, and Debs and Liz have both been playing lots of that. I literally um, don't understand how people play that game and don't get really, really, really angry. It just drives me up the wall. Um, Debs has also finished up and 100%ed um, A Juggler's Tale. 
an indie game I got in a humble bundle and also played the demo on Steam, which I played in one sitting on stream and I went back this past week to finish the achievements. It's a story about a girl who escapes the circus but then is still followed by the ringmaster and his bandits. Though most of the game, uh, you are stuck on puppet strings, which adds for some interesting gameplay because sometimes you can't just jump around an object because your strings are in the way. Interesting. The narrator in the game is great and his voice just adds so much to the game. The game otherwise has pretty easy mechanics as it's mainly jumping and then activating items by pushing, pulling, or throwing them. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, Pete Randall has been playing Yoku Islands, Yoku's Island Express, uh, which is a pinball Metroidvania, uh, which I've been very interested in playing. Um, I've heard good things about that. Um, cute little dung beetle rolls his ball around, and this is how you traverse the world. Pinball flippers are how you get places, but then also become mini levels where you enter what is essentially a mini pinball machine setup and have to gain tokens to proceed. It actually works really, really well. Let's give that a go. Um, also, Ravi Lavi's playing at Dreamlight Valley, of mm. course. Yep. I think lots of people are, to be honest. Um, Mr. Wibble's been playing Tiny Kim. It's cute and wholesome. That is one of the games I downloaded on Game Pass. Tiny Kim. Hmm. He's also been playing Disney's Dreamlight Valley, yeah, but we'll... These were a, a lot of these were from last week uh, when we asked. Yeah, um, yeah. Yuffie was playing Pokemon Unite. Uh, binge with the quest to get Mew. Oh, that was the ultimate thing when I was playing when I was a kid playing uh, Pokemon Red and Blue. Can you get Mew? Yeah. Let's get the Game Shark thing. <clears throat> um, Amanda, I played four hours of Guild Wars Two on Sunday. I made a green and gold tree person, and I've just been running around with my bow and leaf dog. It was fun. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's another MMO. I've only got time for one, and even then I barely had time for that. Yeah, when did you last play it? <laughs> uh, a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Um, yeah, Mr. Whipple been playing Disney's Dreamlight Valley. Seems to be an uncomplicated maintenance life sim game. Gameplay-wise, it's the closest to Grow Song of the Evertree for me. Mm. Uh, it's pretty chill. I'm a bit wary of Game Loft, but that has to do with them being a mobile game dev with a pretty clear focus on milking their players through transac transactions. That, I mean, that is true, which is why I'm interested to see how it works with Disney. Um, the pricing is so, uh, so far is fine with Xbox Game Pass PC, but do wonder how their in-game Moonstones will be used to obfuscate real-world cost. Um, Gary says, still Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn, I'm slow. <laughs> it probably means the new one as well, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and John's also playing Disney Dreamlight Valley. So lots of people enjoying that. And Mr. Millhill says he's literally only been playing WWE 2K22. Um, and that is because Mr. Millhill has made some uh, some wrestlers. So for Friday Excellent. Night Wrestling. I've been doing Friday Night Wrestling streams. And a week on a week tomorrow will be the next... Uh, we don't have any plans, do we? No. Uh, a week tomorrow? Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. Okay, yeah, week tomorrow, uh, Friday Night Wrestling will return and we will have debuts of McGrath, Jinx, Devil Bean, Torn, Debs, Manatee, Huffle, Gemma, Liz, and one extra. Um, but that will be a week tomorrow. Mr. Millhill so freaking kindly uh, made these wrestlers and you know you're in for a treat. That also gives me more time to come over to yours and redo my wrestling. You do. Okay, there's also... Uh, yeah. Uh, there are also some more as well, I believe. Yes, there are some more, I think. But yeah, so nice. 
lots. Lots of, uh, yeah, lots of wands and lots of people. Uh, yeah, there are still some I need that haven't uh, been made yet, but I will get around to it. I'm going to make a uh, document. You better. All right. Well, we should quickly run through some of the headlines. We should. Um, to finish up um, before we crack on with some Splatoon. Um, and you mentioned Disney Dreamlight Valley, which is a farming sim, life sim game, of which there are tons coming out. Oh, God, yeah. Um, mainly from Nintendo Direct, uh, which was on Tuesday. Hmm. Um, they announced in this alone, there were five farming sims. Really, there were five? There were five farming sims. And if you're in Japan, there were six. Um so oh, yes, I know that. What they what they uh, showed off was um sorry, I'm scrolling through an article to find them and they are far down. Um Rune Factory 3 special. See, I actually like the look of that. I thought that is what I mean that's what because Rune Factory 5, the latest one, went all 3D and I did not enjoy it whatsoever. But looking at the three, like having a remastered version of that old graphics and the old like the way it was to me is way more appealing than Room Factory 5. Yeah. It looks cute. Yeah. Um, they've also said that there is a new Rune Factory game in development. So that's two. Um, mm. Harvestella has a Switch demo. That's three. Um, they are re-releasing the GameCube Harvest Moon game, but it's now called Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life. So that's four. And then another one called Fay Farm, which is a new indie oh. one, is five. I mean, I like, and, no, no. And then um, they announced a load of new N64 games coming uh, to Switch Online. And in Japan, there is an extra one that we're not getting, which is Harvest Moon 64. So mm. that is six, far, six farming games in one Nintendo Direct. So if you're into farming games, get yourself a Switch because they're everywhere. Um, also Switch Online, the big news, uh, various games coming out. Um, including the Mario Party games, the Pokemon Stadium games, although you can't actually use any sort of transfer with Pokemon Stadium. And the whole point of those games is that you have your Game Boy uh, Pokemon that you catch and you transfer them to the N64 to battle. And you now can't do that in this version. So I'm like, what is the point? I don't want to use standard Pokemon. That's mm. boring. Um, but also coming is Goldeneye, and it's interesting because there's also a GoldenEye coming to Xbox. Now, the reason this has taken so long is because GoldenEye was made by Rare. Rare was bought by Microsoft. So they sort of don't want to release anything on the Switch um, because it's Nintendo. But they've obviously come to some sort of agreement. Um, and so what we now have is the N64 original game coming to the Switch. But they have added in online multiplayer. Um, and that's because other games have also had online multiplayer. So um, like F-Zero X has online multiplayer and never did before. Um, so they've added it there. But there's another version that's coming to the Xbox that Rare have done that has basically remastered the game a little bit. So it's now got 4K graphics. Excuse me. And it's got achievements. Um, but what it doesn't have is online multiplayer which you would kind of expect it to have, and it doesn't, it only has split screen. So basically, if you want to play GoldenEye, you've got two options. You can either play it with shit fuzzy N64 graphics, but online multiplayer, or you can play it in slightly spruced up graphics, but without online multiplayer. 
also some yeah we played a bit of uh, of um golden eye Ooh, about a few weeks ago at uh, oh, a, few the Lon- yes. a few months ago at the London Science Museum. And somebody, is, is Mr. Mailholt says in the chat, nostalgia is a hell of a drug. And somebody else, I'm just looking on the Nintendo Life article saying, this game has not aged well. They are both completely right because that game controls like trash. I, dis- I hated playing it. And somebody's replied to this person saying, the game has not aged well, saying, no, this game has never been matched. Still as fun as it was those years ago. If you're... So then I know that they're bad because they can't spell that. Playing it on a Nintendo 64 controller, it's aged fine. Finally. Uh, if you're you're not, you're doing life wrong anyway. And that's got the most likes because apparently those people read Nintendo Life. But it's like, no, I played it on a Nintendo 64 controller with you and it's terrible. Like the yeah. dual stick, there's no dual stick looking. It's awful. Because in those days, they only had one stick. I mean, remember the N64 controller was the first one to have a control stick. So it, that was revolutionary, just having one. Um, but they had to find a way of making it work. And I think at the time, that worked perfectly fine for me. I had no problem with it at all as a kid. But now we've got used to dual sticks and using that to control. Going back to the old control method, it's fucking weird. Yeah, um, Maynard says, don't... don't forget they'll be updated for dual analog now, though. Will they? Will if, they? If that's true, <laughs> then great. I might even play a bit. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if it does have it in, then that's fine. Um, I'll also say that um, Perfect Dark was better than Goldeneye. So. Mm. Well, we like to swap our joysticks and use them. Use both. Yes. It's much exactly. more It's much more manageable to use and much more enjoyable to use two joysticks rather than one. Indeed. Um, also at the Direct, there is a brand new Fire Emblem game called Fire Emblem Engage. And what is it? I, I think it looks a bit shit, if I'm honest. And I really, 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 really enjoyed Three Houses. Hmm. And this, I think, has been in development for a while because it all sort of leaked over the summer. And it was leaked as being a sort of anniversary game. Which anniversary, I'm not entirely sure. But that's why you can wear different accessories in this to summon Fire Emblem characters from previous games. So it's kind of a bit of a celebration of the series. It just, to me, looks a bit cheap. It doesn't look like it's got the depth of gameplay, story, visuals that Three Houses had, it's kind of just a bit meh. And that feels a bit disappointing to me. Yeah, it's... No, I agree. Like, I don't understand... It is a mainline game as well. It's like, you know, it's the the next mainline game after Three Houses. But yeah, it, it kind of... like a step back. It just, they announced it at the beginning of the direct, so it wasn't... Like, if they'd put this as a big reveal at the end, which obviously we'll find out in a second what they did put as that, but if they'd, you know, stuck this at the end of a direct and, like, just one more thing, maybe it would have had a bit more fanfare, but they were just like, yeah, this game's coming out. And you're like, wait, you know how popular and how obsessive, like, Fire Emblem fans are, and you're just kind of throwing this out, and, yeah, I don't know. It just... It seemed like a quick... They literally just put the trailer up, which had a, a smattering of story and a little bit of gameplay. And then we're like, cool, there that is, and moved on. Mm. And I know that it did leak in the summer, so people kind of were expecting it. But it just felt a bit like, oh, there that is, move on. Like, like it's not getting a lot of love. Now, what did you think of the hair? Well, yeah, it's got this uh, main character that can be male or female and has um, red and blue hair which basically loads of memes came up about does it look like a Pepsi can? Does it look like toothpaste? 
um, people are yeah. taking piss. Huh. And it's coming out. It's only coming out in like January, quite yeah. soon. That's the thing. I think this has been a development for a little while, which makes me think: was it a bit quick after Three Houses? I don't know. Mm. We'll have to wait and see more on that. Um, Pikmin Four is coming, which I think has also been a development for a very long time. Um, so we're all expecting it. Um, they didn't show very much, but what they did show is a new perspective. So you're literally down camera-wise at, at a level of the Pikmin rather than being top-down. Um, I'm sure that will be very pretty. I didn't play Pikmin 3, but I really like 2. I never played a Pikmin game. I think you should. No. Um, there was a load of other stuff that was sort of little bits and pieces. But the big news, <laughs> the big one more thing at the end, was a new trailer... For Breath of the Wild 2, and we now have a name, which is Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-mm. Very nice homage to Elizabeth. Yes, I'm sure she appreciated that from her coffin. Um, <laughs> I'm sure she appreciated the delay as well. Yeah. Um, it's not live as well. So yeah, we got uh, we got a little look at it. Um, there are it starts off with some carvings and runes and things at the start, which I think is outlying a lot of the story um so ed's watched uh, how many videos analyzing that trailer have you watched so far oh, quite a few <laughs> um so here right. he is all his research he's now going to explain <laughs> to us what that trailer said about the game um no i'm not going to do that it's tears um, of the kingdom that's my, right yeah well that's the one thing people are like is it tears or is it tears tears and i looked up the name in Japanese and Google translated it, which is of course a really authentic way of, you know, translating. Um, but the way that um, it's written out in Japanese is very, very specifically tears. So I think it is tears of the kingdom. However, they probably chosen that knowing that it has a double meaning in English and the, what they've shown in the trailer is literally the world being torn apart Um Maybe there's some sort of tragedy that's tearing the world apart. Um, you know, the, the stuff has been torn out of the ground and put into the sky as islands. Maybe um, it'll be... So it kind mm. of mixes a bit of both, I think. Maybe you'll have to go to another world. There'll be a link to another world. No, because that's been done. But you're a link keeping that from tearing apart. Sure. Um there are still lots of theories. Um, I think the biggest one, which has come up from the previous trailers as well, is who is this other Link? Because there is a Link in a slightly more primitive outfit with long hair and an axe. And it's kind of like, well, who is that? Is that the same Link? Is that you traveling through time? Is that a flashback? Is it a memory? We still don't really know. Um, these carvings are the main sort of point of reference really at the moment um and there is this this figure with very long ears um and there are seven what look like tears shapes um around this character this character is also shown holding hands with a female character that looks suspiciously like zelda um so i think the most popular theory is that this figure is the goddess hilia um which if you've played Skyward Sword, you will know that Zelda is the descendant of Hylia. Um, and that's uh, there are a lot of Skyward Sword references in this game and in this trailer, the stuff that we've seen already. So I think that's going to be important. So I think Hylia might have a stronger role. Um, so potentially that. 
also whenever there are seven of anything in a zelda game it usually means seven dungeons there are seven sages there are seven dungeons in ocarina of time there are seven maidens in link to the past um so my hunch is that there are going to be seven dungeons and i really hope this is true because i really want them to bring back proper dungeons um and i think that you will then collect the tiers from those dungeons um and maybe those tiers are used to reforge the master sword um because in the um the logo you can see that the master sword is sort of two halves and there's the second half that's sort of all green and black and i think mixes in with all the magic stuff and i think you know maybe that has to be remade um so yeah that's kind of the the main theory going around i'm looking forward to playing it it's really made me want to replay breath of the wild again and i am on the edge of literally starting that next week on stream and just doing that for the rest of the year because i really really want to play it again um well also, it's okay because there uh, aren't any new games that you haven't finished yet oh there's plenty um also in the chat people talking about bayonetta yes i forgot bayonetta uh bayonetta 3 um has a release date it we already knew the release date already uh which is in oh god i think it's end of october um but there was like an eight minute gameplay trailer that they didn't show in the direct but they released afterwards and it shows a lot more of bayonetta's new moves it also shows viola's moves which is the second character um and how she works uh, which is cool so um there's probably quite a lot spoilery bits in it if you're trying to avoid it but it's quite a cool video for eight minutes are you going to be uh getting bayonetta absolutely absolutely mm. um what were your thoughts on the direct overall what what would you rate it oh the direct i would say good solid eight out of ten um i enjoyed there were a lot of moments in there that I was like wow even like the yeah the nintendo 64 announcements were great there's like old school mario parties that i'm probably never going to play but you know it's just it's cool having them there uh yeah. pokemon coliseum was a big one as well i never got to play that as a kid because i always had a playstation rather than a nintendo uh 64 so yeah seeing people being able to play pokemon in like full 3d when i just only had a game boy amazing yeah time. i was so jealous of people that were able to do that so i will definitely give that a go you know for the for like half an hour and be like, oh, this is what I was missing. Oh, okay, well, things are better now. Oh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't know how much of that game was uh, was great. But yeah, no, and I loved the a lot of the announcements. Uh, even the smaller games looked pretty interesting. And obviously Breath of the Wild 2 or Tears of uh, Elizabeth was a really good um, like uh, thing to finish the show with. Although we didn't get any of the ones that we wanted. Well, yes, we didn't get um, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, mm. which is the thing that, I mean, it got leaked that it's happening and then it didn't. So maybe that particular leaker who I won't name, we probably shouldn't really listen to, mm -hmm. um, which is annoying. I think we all really want those games to come out. I I would still love for them to come out and just for them to just drop them at some point. Um I just don't know if they will anymore. Mm. I will add that um, December marks the 20th anniversary of wind waker i mean so also, there's still hope also i mean i've got a wii u under the bed i mean i could bring that next time if you want couple that up yes please That'd be great <laughs> thanks and then it becomes my wii u I, i'd be very happy for you've that. always Thank wanted you. a wii u haven't you yeah always. um but yeah so i will get that wii u game slab fixed because i think it just needs a replacement battery um it actually does work but it works for like an hour 
and then you have to charge it for like 24 hours to get another hour out of it. So I think it's just the battery that needs replacing, which you can get for £10 on uh, Amazon. So I'll do that and uh, hopefully we can play it. Or I'll just end up buying a, a Pro Controller. Because it's weird, like of all the games on the Wii U, you could, you could use Wii controllers, like the Wii joystick and nunchuck. You could use those on pretty much any <clears throat> Wii U game. But for um, a Wind Waker HD, you couldn't use, you had to use a Pro Controller or the Slab. <clears throat> which was annoying because Wii U Pro Controllers were like, I think they're a little bit easier to get now, but I remember a couple of years ago, like you could not get one for under £60. So, yeah. Well, we also didn't get any Metroid news, which is sad, but I think we will get we will get that after Zelda is out because I think Metroid Prime 4 is going to be the next big slash maybe even swan song for the Switch. Um, so I think once Tears of Elizabeth, as you lovingly called it, um, is out, I think once that's done, the next one is going to be Metro Prime 4, and then that's going to take us into the sort of end of the Switch, I think. Mm, what do you think the next uh, console is going to be from Nintendo? The Super Switch. Super, yeah, I, would, I would love it if they called it the Super Switch. That would make sense, though, because they've got, obviously, NES, Super NES. Yeah. Do it, has anyone ever called it the Super NES? No, SNES. Yeah. <laughs> For now, I'll call it the Super NES. Yeah. Well, well, it was the Super Famicom in uh, in Japan. Okay, uh, um, yeah. Because it's family computer. Is the Genesis here? No. Don't you start with that. <laughs> um, so that was the Nintendo Direct. But then later on in the evening, Sony then had a state of play. Yeah, the SS Witch. Let's not call it the SS Witch. The <laughs> We, we do not want any video game console with SS in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we then had the uh, PlayStation State of Play, which was not great, especially in comparison. But there yeah. were a few nice things. They started it up with the next Tekken game, which actually looked stunning. And then they were like, yep, this is this is full gameplay. And, yeah, I mean, very wet, muscular men. That is so one way to, that is one to one say. Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't care about muscles, obviously, but it was, um, yeah, it was just, yeah, Tekken. My nice. first, one of my first ever games I played was Tekken. Um, they then showed off um, a couple of PSVR two games. I thought there was going to be more, mm. um, more than they showed. But there's a Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge uh, game, which could be quite fun, and one called Demio, which is like an RPG style dungeon crawler. Meh. Um, they then showed uh, Like a Dragon Ishin. Now, I didn't really understand this, but Liv, um, our intern at Eurogamer, is a big Yakuza fan and explained all this to me. So basically, Like a Dragon Ishin um, was a PS3 game and it was it's basically Yakuza, but Samurai. You pronounce um, in, Yakuza very strangely. Because I think it's Yakuza. I think it is actually how it's pronounced. Not Yakuza. Yakuza. <laughs> I think it's Yakuza. I think. I mean, I could be butchering that entirely. You're one of those people um, that goes into a bakery and asks for a croissant, aren't you? Mais oui. Um, so it was a PS3 game, but it was like a spin-off. Um, and it's basically the same characters, but back in sort of samurai days. Um, and it was a PS3 game, but back in that time... Um, when that game originally released, 
um, the Yakuza series was super popular in Japan, but not so much in the West because it was before the remakes came out um, and stuff and all the others. Um, so it was basically a Japanese only release. And now that the series is really popular, they have now completely they're now completely remaking it from the ground up um, as this new game. And uh, it's um, like a dragon Ishin. Is this the one that ta- is this the new one? Is this the only one that was announced for Yakuza? No. So okay. they are then they've then released or have announced Yakuza Eight, but it's actually like a Dragon Eight, and it's yeah. a continuation of um, the turn-based JRPG style uh, of Like a Dragon, mm. which was Yakuza Seven, um, and some other Yakuza games as well. So anyway, um, there was then this like really terrible-looking um, like magic game in a school, which looked a bit shit to be honest. Um, I wouldn't bother buying that. Um, then another one called Pacific Drive, which is this horror driving game. But the, the Yakuza series, but they sorry, they just to go back, they they interviewed the guy and they're like, why, like, why did you change to the turn based one? Which I mean, I didn't enjoy. I prefer the original. But he's like, oh well, you know, it was just the best way to tell this story. And people are saying that it is a lot better because you can give the fact that you've got like four people in your party who are all fighting at the same time and you're controlling all of them. You're able to tell stories with the same uh level of detail and the same you know um you know matter of importance for all the characters whereas if you're just playing a beat em up you're only controlling one character and the others who are fighting alongside you they can't have their stories while you're battling and apparently that was the excuse but also they said you know in the future games if we decide you know if the future games you know if the best way to tell the story is a totally different genre we're going to do that so Yakuza driving game or survival horror, I am looking forward to. Great. Let's do it. Um, Sony are releasing PlayStation Stars. It's this weird loyalty program where you collect digital collectibles. They are not NFTs. <laughs> not NFTs. Um, they are just like, it's kind of like just little trophies, basically. Um, some sci-fi third-person mech shooter called Sinduality, which is one of the worst names I've ever heard in my life. Um <laughs> And then um, there was a game that was announced a couple of years ago called Project Eve that now has um, a different name, which is Stella Blade, which also is a terrible name. Um, and it's a sexy anime girl battling things with a sword. Cool. Um, then another game from Team Ninja. So Tim Nin- Team Ninja made the Tim Nin- games. Tim Ninja. I know him. Tim used Ninja. To, used to go to work with uh, him. <laughs> They made the Ninja Gaiden games. They made uh, Neo, which was that sort of Dark Souls-y uh, samurai game. Um, they Great. have one coming out next year called Wo Long Fallen Dynasty, which is basically, um, there's someone, actually someone from Bloodborne who's working on it. It's basically Bloodborne in ancient China. Um, so that sounds awesome. Um, and then they have another game coming out, um, which they announced, which is a PS5 console exclusive called Rise of the Ronin. Um, and it's very similar, but it's an action RPG. It's in an open world. Um, it's set in, um, I think it's 19th century Japan. So it's slightly more, I guess, modern than some of the others. But you're playing um, a, a samurai in a slightly more modern world. I think there's a sort of tension between East and West. Um, and the West kind of coming to semi-invade Japan. Um, and sort of old and new, modern and ancient Japan all colliding in this particular period. Um, and it looks and like it's going to be sort of Bloodborne meets Assassin's Creed meets Ghost of Tsushima. 
which I think actually looks quite good. But I, yeah, I wasn't not, sure about. Not very original. Yeah, it didn't stand out to me, but hopefully the gameplay will. Yeah, and then they finished up with another trailer for God of War Ragnarok, which is more God of War, and I would like to play the previous one again to remind myself mm. of what happened because it was a long time ago now, and I think it looks pretty, but it's more God of War. So if you're into that, then great. I'm looking forward to giving it a go. It was a very good trailer for God of War, like all the different mm. kind of between worlds. Like he's always fighting his way out of death. And he was doing that in the trailer. Looks really, really good. Yeah, I'm excited to play it. Me too. You could also play it on a really shit-looking God of War controller with some wolves on it. When I they, not wish to buy. I thought they were closing the state of play on that controller reveal, yeah. and I was like, everyone oh, did. No, no. <laughs> I I didn't enjoy the state of play. For some people, I'm sure it was great, but I did not. I was at, at the end of that. I'm like, well, there's some games that might be fun in the future, like that Ronin game, but I. Yeah, I wasn't. I was like, are we going to get the Bloodborne remake? Are we going to get all this? No, no Metal Gear Solid, no Bloodborne, well, no Jack and Daxter. It was also like 11 p.m. and it was late and I was tired anyway. So I wasn't really as interested as I would have been. I mean, I do feel like Tekken was a good way of starting. God of War was a good but obvious way of ending. There wasn't, there were some newish games announced in there that we didn't know coming. Um, you know, the Rise of the Ronin, like I say, it's not very original, but I think it does look nice. Uh, it looks like it could play well as well. And I think the Like a Dragon Ishin thing could actually be really cool. I've since watched different trailers um, that came out, which look great. Um, but compared to Nintendo, it wasn't amazing. And considering you expect a state of play to announce some cool stuff, and I was expecting more of PSVR 2, because that is playable at TGS this week. Um, playing Resident Evil 4, uh, Resident Evil Village um, in mm. VR. So I expected them to have a bit of a blowout of, hey, we're announcing this. Um, people were discussing Silent Hill. People desperately want Bloodborne. None of that was there. It was a bit meh. So it was more of a sort of 5 out of 10, I'd say. I wonder if some of the games now that are in production, they're going to be like, let's wait till the Game Awards. That's the thing. Basically, Sony have God of War, and that's about it. But that's massive, and is going to sell incredibly well. Um, so they're basically building up to that, and then maybe at the Game Awards they'll do something, and then they'll they'll be pushing Forspoken because that's a big mm. PS5 game uh, out in January. And from then onwards, who knows what Sony are doing? We actually don't really know at this point what they're working on. So Tekken Eight was a big one to start. On. I would. I wouldn't have been surprised if they'd finished on Tekken 8 because that is big to a lot of like fighting game fans. I mean, Tekken is a huge franchise, but also we've got Tekken 8 coming out, but also there's the new Street Fighter out kind of at the same time. So that's going to be weird having those two fighting each other because <laughs> literally, well, not literally, but pardon well, the pun. Game fans will be very happy, I'm sure. Are you more of a Street Fighter or Tekken? Neither. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a massive fighting game fan. I feel like... Fighting games tend to just be nice to show off consoles, but um, meh. Like Soul Calibur, I loved. Yeah. The first and and then the second I had on the GameCube. Um, Soul Calibur, I loved, but that's because I like using the different weapons as opposed to punch, punch, kick, hmm. which I just find a bit meh. King of Fighters, says Chuckabro. Never played that. I've, just, I've never been a fighting game fan, and it's just because I'm not. I've never been good at them. I've always been absolutely awful um yeah and my 
I feel like if I'd grown up, which is weird saying like I wish I'd grown up because I literally one of the first games I ever played was Tekken. Um, but I used to get my older brother to come over and beat the characters so that I could unlock them because I was just trash. I was no idea. But I imagine if you started off and you played and you really practiced when you were younger, you're just going to be, you know, a pro now blitzing through it. Yeah. Indeed. I can't even play. I'm not even good at Smash Brothers. See, Smash Brothers I like, but that's just the Nintendo nerd in me. Mm, no, I'm terrible at that. Um. All right. Well, is there anything else? I think that is plenty of news. There's other bits and pieces floating around, but just go read Eurogamer. It's all on there. Go play video games and occasionally watch Eurogamer. I'll read Eurogamer. Indeed. Yeah. So um, check out us on YouTube, youtube.com slash swapping joysticks. Uh, we'll put a video up of Ed and I drinking some sake and eating some Japanese sweets that he's got there uh, this weekend at some point. We'll just record it on the phone and stuff. It'll be very profession- professional. Of course. <laughs> So we'll be on there. Um, go and check out earlier on in the uh, in this podcast if you want to see what uh, we will be eating. But Ed, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitch and on Twitter at Ed underscore Knights. Excellent. And uh, do you have any games you're going to be playing lately? Oh, coming up. Well, I don't want to spoil next week's podcast, do I? I mean, like on stream. Oh. Um... Well, I I have a day off next Tuesday, actually. So I am probably going to do an afternoon stream just to mix things up and go for a bit longer. Um, I haven't decided what I'm going to play, but I am very tempted to play the start of Mario and Rabbids. Which I need to give you because I do have it. Yes, I noticed. please bring that over. I will. Um, yeah, okay. And uh, yeah, you can find me at uh, twitch.tv on uh, slash biggestbenness or I am uh, biggestbenness1 on Twitter. But yeah, you can listen to the podcast, find all the old ones and new ones at YouTube, but just go to swappingjoysticks.com and you'll find out all, you'll find all the links to everything on there. And there's no Indeed. formula joysticks for a couple of weeks. Check out the last one if you want a good old laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is all I'll say. Hmm. You didn't, well, you let us down. So, um, Ed, say the thing. Thanks all for listening. See you next week. Keep swapping. (laughs) Bye.